That was such a beautiful song. Unbelievable. Praise God. And I do count a privilege to be here this morning. Amen. My wife and I uh, making this trip that is just without words uh, is just so incredible. And I just thank God for that. And um, for those that don't know, I appreciate um, Pastor Pennick and his wife for their generosity, their hospitality, their kindness, amen, and just quickly welcoming us and embracing us. I've been here several times before, very familiar with the Athens Church, I know several people here, and maybe you recognize my, me and my wife, but we love you and we so appreciate you, and there has been a very, very uh, fond respect and, and love for this church from way back in Charleston to years and years before, going way back, way, way back. And uh, some of the first brothers I met, Brother Antonio and Cedric, and just some good brothers, and Wallace and other folks, amen, and of course, Pastor uh, LaValle having that relationship there. And so, praise God, just really connecting, and so I really uh, feel uh, at home in a matter of speaking, amen, don't feel like an absolute foreigner, and uh, it's getting that way. It's getting that way. I'm starting to feel foreign to America. Amen. Because we are getting acclimatized. Uh, when, when, whenever Florida is freezing to you, uh, we, we've been somewhere, you know. And so praise God, we are very thankful on this very wonderful, exciting day as our Lord was gracious and kind to gather us all here to share in, join, in the joining together of Isaiah and Ty and his holy matrimony. And please allow me to say with all sincerity that this is definitely one of the best days of my life. For so many obvious reasons, as my son is about to, as my son has married a woman of his dreams, I know that. I know he's married a woman of his dreams, and the bonus of having all my family here with us, Amen. On behalf of my wife and I, we say thank you all for coming, however near, or far, whatever distance, to share this moment with us. And I'm also very blessed, not only to see my son get married, but have this impromptu family reunion. Thank you, Pastor Pinnick and Denise, for this church. We love you guys. Thank you for your hospitality once again. Amen. If you will, uh, if you don't, if you have your Bibles, Luke chapter 17, verses 26 and 27. Amen. And so I was, you kind of wonder, what can be preached at a wedding? You want to be soft and nice and flower petals and maybe even bubble bath, if y'all know what I'm talking about. But uh, praise God, we just, you know, just wanted to think about that. So don't, don't uh, uh, think by this scripture, if you're already there, that I'm in any way not going to take advantage of an opportunity to preach God's word, no matter what. And as Pastor Pinnock stole my <laughs> illustration, Jesus, at the, at the wedding, amen, and how many know that if you know the story, perhaps you may, may or may not know the culture, but had not Jesus been there, that marriage would have been a disaster. And although the Lord himself said, this is not yet my time, he saw something else that we're not going to allow this family to be shamed. We're not going to allow this, this event to stain and tarnish their lives forever because how many understand that marriage is, as Pastor mentioned so clearly, meant to last 
And so I've entitled this message, Lasting Love, Luke chapter 17, verses 26 and 27. I'll be reading out of the New King James Version. And, it's very, and it reads, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. You say, oh, where are you going with this past? It's a wedding. I'm going, and then I'm leaving tomorrow. <laughs> Amen. Yes, we are here to rejoice with Isaiah and Ty on their wedding day, but also because this is the Lord's day, please allow me to preach a message in hopes that if anyone here is not saved, may the Holy Spirit draw you into an intimate relationship with Christ. It would be a disservice for me to please flower petals and bubble baths and aromatherapy stuff. I have to preach. And despite what many may or may not be preaching in Christian circles for day, today for whatever reasons, the church should be preaching the gospel of Christ's salvation and the hope of eternal life, especially in the day and hour we are now living. We all must realize that without a doubt, without hesitation, without compromise, that we are living in the last day. And if for no other reason than that we are witnessing the times and events that are leading to something nothing short of apocalyptic. Things are coming to a close here. Things have been leading up to an event that can never, cannot be denied. Hebrews 1, 1 and 2, in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets and, at, and many times and in various ways, but in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom also he made the universe. So here it is, back in Hebrews, they considered that the last days. And despite what people have been saying, despite the mockers and those that want to say, we are in the last days, and you know what, I'm going to talk about the last days, I'm going to preach the last days, even if it outlives, even if the, the, Jesus doesn't come in my lifetime. But I believe he will. And so did all these others, amen, even the apostle Paul. And so here it is, the last days are spoken of here in this scripture, and although many may mock the last days events as nonsense, believers know, believers know that no matter how long it has been, that we're one day closer to that day, and one day away from eternity. The Apostle Paul spoke about these last days events with such passion. The Apostle Peter spoke about these last days issues, the prophets and and with such passion, our scripture here tells us that the Lord Jesus spoke about the last day's issues and events with passion. Signs of the times are issues and events we are to watch for as the state of mankind and the condition of men's hearts are manifest and openly displayed. How many know people wilding out? Y'all don't hear me. We in church, but people wilding out in church. That's when you know Jesus on his way. Huh? People come into church and, you know, we used to, I used to be nervous about speaking in tongues. I bring people to church. I'm like, oh, gosh, get on Oh, they're still here. Praise God. But then you go to some churches and I, is this a church? Last days, folks. Open display. In your face, and the Lord Jesus passionately told us that the signs, here the Lord is speaking, and he's saying that these will be like the days of Noah. 
Amazingly enough, as we compare some of the terrible things Peter and Paul spoke of as signs, the Lord Jesus spoke of these same things, even more so with such detail, but he also spoke of people eating, drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage, which is very interesting, isn't it? Yes, human nature will continue to degenerate. Okay? Just in case you're wondering, as it did in the days of Noah, and we, are, we also read of this in the record of Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, before God judged them, and God let folks know, gave opportunity, Noah preached. The Bible says over 120 years. But yet they were still eating and drinking and being married as if, hmm, right? Every day as usual. And marriage is in there. Marriage is in there. It's like it could have been all kinds of other things, you know? Eating and drinking, yeah, we're going to eat. We're going to eat. Everybody's going to eat. People going to have Big Macs when Jesus cracked the sky. Everybody's going to be eating, right? They're not going to be really paying attention. But marriage, why are we? Obviously, regardless of all the horrors and, the, and that have taken place since the beginning of human history till now, there are things that will continue, things that will abide, things that will continue to go on all the way up to the last day of the last days. And marriage is mentioned. I thought that was something. I mentioned that Apostle Paul, the Apostle Peter, the Lord Jesus, and many of the prophets of old spoke passionately about last day's events and issues, yet somehow through it all, marriage survives. If asked what the key factor to why many marriages last for as long as they have for any significant period of time, right, the most obvious answer would, would be, you know, would be love, right? But you kind of got to, okay, love, yeah kind of want to break it down. We know love is actually broken down. Amen. In Galatians, amen, chapter 5. It's a little bit more expanded when it breaks down love, joy, peace, and on and on, long-suffering. But what kind of love can survive the test of time? Without hesitation, many believe that passion, right? Passion would be enough to keep a marriage healthy and active, right? And to those who believe this obviously depend on that physical intimacy to last. But how many know passion many times is strictly physical at best? Most understand passion in the context of strong sexual desire. And unfortunately, the enemy has hijacked. The enemy has hijacked this to mean something impulsing, fleeting, whimsical hookups and all these other little things that have absolutely no depth. Something unclean. Somebody say amen. Something ungodly. As things we witness today continue to get worse and worse. Passion is defined as any compelling emotion or feeling, strong desire, a strong or extravagant fondness or desire for anything, an outburst of strong emotion, even violent anger. And then of course it speaks in a theological way of the sufferings of a martyr, and many of you have seen the passion of the Christ, and I never understood that, but uh, the, the word passion in that. How many know today is a very passionate event for Isaiah and Ty? Right? Let's not get, let's not get all dignified here. Today is a very passionate event for Isaiah and Ty. I don't know if I'm going to see him again. 
like, can you take me to the airport tomorrow? Now, was that a dumb question? I don't know. I don't know. I said, can you take me to the airport tomorrow? So I gave him a minute. He ain't answered me yet. I asked him the last week. But here it is, Isaiah and Ty, you know, it's a passionate moment. Unlike much of the world's ideas, right? The world's ideas, the world's dictates and definition of marriage because they have invoked. See, this is not the world because they have invoked. They have invoked, beloved, the power, the presence, and the pleasure of Almighty God. Now, how many of us would be honest and say we want God involved in everything we do? I want God involved in everything I do, every decision, everywhere, every, every step I take, every breath, you know, whatever. Every, you know, we want, I want God involved with everything. How many of us would be honest and say, yeah, I do, I do, I do. But that's not the world. Leave me alone. Stay out of my business. I'll call on you when I need you. See, they have invoked the power, the presence, and the pleasure of God who ordained covenant relationship, not just casual relationships. There's nothing casual about God, beloved. There's nothing common about God. And as some may even try to say, there's nothing natural about God. There's nothing natural. You hear a lot of Christians say, I'm only human. Get saved. Here it is, church. As this day marks the beginning of their lives together, the two becoming one, passion will be a very real expression of their love meant to last until the end, but let none of us assume that passion alone will guarantee lasting results. Thank God marriage survived just as in the days of Noah and will survive even the perilous times foretold of in Scripture. Yet we have the hope that marriage will also survive the worst of personal conflicts, struggles, and even loss to the end. Which only concludes that lasting love in a marriage is a very unique quality that is somehow preserved and protected by God himself. To what transcend time and even outlast the many trends, the cultures, and the shifts throughout mankind's history. And you have to ask, what is it? There are many factors involved in having a good marriage, and there's a library of books and resources all about it. Y'all might have some here. But it's, it is the keeping and maintaining of a marriage that lasts that will receive the good report and will best prove to be true love. Where else but the scriptures can we go to get it? the definition of love. And so allow me to read 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the love chapter. Verse 4 says, Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never Amazingly enough, we can align ourselves with at least one or two of these. I don't know, you know, it's not like it's multiple choice, but I mean, no, you know, some of these are hard to live up to sometimes. Let's be real. 
but we want to just kind of stay in there. You know, we want to, all right. Love doesn't always, I'll speak for myself. Not always kind. Oh, just me? I'm already at the altar. Y'all can come join me later. I'm not always kind. Thank God I haven't, you know, there's not too many things, or, or envy has not been a big deal. I can't always say I've been really super humble, you know, never puffed up, never having that moment. Can't say I've never not been rude. Can't say I've never been selfish, not been selfish. Thinks no evil? Who? Does not rejoice in iniquity or people getting theirs. <laughs> Bears all things, believes all things. Oh man, I had some doubts. If you doubt yourself, you doubt any and everything. And of course, love never fails. Wow. But I'm looking at this and I'm thinking about this and I'm saying, okay, okay, passion. No, there's other things because Matthew records it twice. Twice, Mark tells us, and the Apostle John records it, the very words of the resurre resurrected Christ, excuse me, several times in the book of the Revelation, all repeating the words. And this is where I want to uh, begin to uh, bring this to a uh, close. Amen. He that endures to the end shall be saved. So there's passion. Nah, that's a part of love. Yeah, that's love. But how many know, just like it read in Scripture, love what? Endures all. So endurance, amen. Endurance is defined as the fact or power of bearing pain, hardships, and trials, having the ability or strength to continue or last despite fatigue, stress, or other adverse conditions. And I like to add the words offenses. Hello? And how many know, as much as we are rejoicing, those of us that have been married for any period of time, we know that, you know, you know thank God, um, especially Ty being, um, what did you say? She was uh, honest, brutally honest. Lasting despite the fatigue, stress, and other adverse conditions, offenses. Endurance or perseverance is that quality of life and any and all of us must have. Not just in the marriage, but we're in the context of marriage, but thank God, but we all got to endure. He that endures to the end shall be saved. And so that needs to be that, that you know, thing on, a, on our minds at all times. And, you know, we, we get tired. We really do. That's that quality of life we must have. If we are going to experience a life pleasing to God, whereby we love him with all our hearts, minds, souls, and strength, and love one another as ourselves. How else does any one of us hope to make it to the end without having endurance to the end? And not just any end, but the expected end the Lord God himself thinks towards us, as spoken in by the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I, I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. I know that to be true for Isaiah and Thomas. I know that to be true. Not a question in my mind. 
from our relationship with God to our relationship with one another, especially the plans God has for this couple and, as, and us will only be realized if we and they endure long enough to have them. You're not going to get the reward till the end. It's just that simple. God will give you a taste. I'm sorry, he'll give you a foretaste. He'll give you, you know, the Bible says the earnest of the spirit. God gives us things to keep us going, but you're not going to experience the fullness of your reward until you get there. Until you cross the finish line. Nobody's going to give you a medal in the middle of the marathon. Although most people want that. Right? Give me. I know I'm on the right track. Pastor mentioned that. He said marriage is not a Marriage is a marathon, not a 50-yard dash. But how many people think that way? If we fix our eyes on the Lord, and if we keep our eyes on the Lord, we too will be kept. We too will be guarded. We'll be preserved. We'll be protected. And we too will endure any and everything, both inside and out, not only from one day, not only from this day, but up until the very last day. How many want to make it to the end? To eternity. Marriage is the closest relationship possible for mankind in this life and is represent, excuse me, representative of the oneness we have and can have with God and is meant to last and must be lasting and the only way it will be lasting is if it endures. Every married couple here knows and understands that no matter how we feel at any given time, that quality of just simply enduring is what has gotten us this far because we quickly find out that the honeymoon doesn't last. Many of us who have been married for some time know that there's a difference between love and infatuation, right? That peach fuzz rubs off quick. Which isn't lasting at all and have learned that true love takes time, which, may, which many never experience because they never stick around long enough. Just don't. 50-yard dash, hey, pew, and it's over <laughs> just as quick as it started. I'm so thankful today. I'm going to share a, a quick uh, a moment, but I'm just God, how God is so good. He brought it all together. You know, I'm so thankful. Amen. You know, has things. I'm, I'm so blessed. Amen. If I can say that, that Isaiah and, uh, and Thomasina got married on our, my wife and I's wedding anniversary, January 7th, 1990. Amen. I was telling, I was telling, uh, uh, sister, I was like, yeah. Uh, she, uh, she said, yeah, down the road a couple years, Isaiah and Thomas, you know, some, some kids. I was like, all right, I hope. Uh, but Isaiah came like one month later. Don't be looking at me like that. Because I do not front. Right? And so here it is, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for that. And so it's easy to remember our anniversary Praise God, just keep up with the years and stuff. So that's been a real blessing. But they chose to do this, and I was so blown away by that. But not only that, I'm sharing with, with, uh, with, with Brother uh, Marcos and Joanna on their, uh, they, they just celebrated their anniversary, amen, <laughs> Friday. I'm, I'm really, really blessed because I'm, I'm here, and my, my dad, is uh, he just uh, celebrated his, his uh, 76th birthday yesterday. 
70. What? He's so young. You know, I just, I just, I, I forgot. Amen. But I'm just, just a lot of this stuff that God is doing. But I'm so thankful for that. And so just really, I praise God for that. And I thank God. But I just want to uh, really quickly, as I close, I just want to uh, share something real quick. If you could put, put that shot up there. How many have, you know, people, you have your cell phones and stuff. You have your cell phones and, and, and everybody has their best, uh, they have their best, their most intimate, you know, they just have their best thing as their wallpaper, right? Husbands and wives, they'll have, you know, husbands that have their wives and, you know, wives that have their kids. <laughs> and, and other people have dogs and clowns and everything else under the sun, emojis and everything else. But I, just really quickly, I just want to, that, that's, that's my screensaver, wallpaper, whatever it is. And you're like, oh, that's real kind. That's real intimate. That's real loving. But trust me, it is. That is the absolute, my, that is my favorite photo of my wife. Period. And you're like, that's. And she doesn't even know I took it. Because we were in prayer, we were in Charleston, and believe you me, for those nine years, we experienced some things. But I, you know, I'm, I'm standing up and I turn around, I look at my wife, and she's in that, that day, and I just took that quick clip, and it's been my screensaver. I'm like, that means so much to me. He's like, this is what I see every time I click on my phone, which is a lot. And some people are on the phone more than me, but because I do use my phone a lot, I choose this photo because it means so much to me. Again, only the most intimate and closest thing, you know, pics makes it for this. So this pic of my wife, and you, you might be wondering why I chose this photo. She knows and my kids know and some other people that know my wife know. This photo was taken at prayer time just before service when we were in Charleston. And believe me, I can't tell you what my wife was thinking at that moment. I cannot tell you. And it was, you know, she didn't even know I took it until I showed her. I could have had all kind of other pictures and events in my family. We've been together 34 years. But the picture of my wife thinking or in heavy thought just became so precious to me. Husbands love their wives for all kinds of reasons, whether it's her cooking, intimacy, personality, enjoying some of the things, same things, and likewise for the wife. But for me, my wife thinking that way or in that moment awesome and you and the only thing that comes to my mind is it's, it's almost like I think someone else was talking to her in that moment I think somebody else was talking to her because I don't do very well many times and how many of you do how many of you have you know epic communication skills hello husbands how many of you really you know you just Isaiah's a good guy, but he might, I don't know. I don't know, but I don't, I don't. And sometimes when I talk to my wife, just the roll of the eyes, and just whatever. Can I, we really, what else in the whole powerful, man? Stop tripping. And so, at this moment, I'm thinking, oh, somebody else is talking to her, let me catch this. And it's wonderful because, you know, to me, I know we're gonna, when we get to heaven, Everybody's going to be joy, rejoicing in Jesus and, the, you know, no more, no more this, no more that. And everybody's going to be rejoicing and be like, Lord, can I talk to you for a minute? I just want to, what was our thing? 
Because to me, what we were dealing with, I was like, man, she's thinking about leaving or murder. That's the, Dr. Billy Graham's wife said that. You know, I was listening to one of his programs. She says, hey, doc, Dr. Graham, has your wife ever spoken or talked about divorce? He says, never. Murder, but never. And I was like, yeah. But I want to ask the Lord, because I just want to know. Really quickly, I heard this story of a man who was talking to his mom and who had been married to her, his dad for over 70 years. And, uh, you know, he asked her, he said, Mom, you love dad so much. What, you know, how much love or what, how, how, how did you love him that long? And how did long, why did you, how did long, you know, how did it all work? How did you guys last so long? And she said, without hesitation, his mom said, oh, that wasn't love at all. I just got used to him. I said, wow, you just got used to him. Now, this wasn't Christian or anything like that, but it's like, okay. And so that kind of, to me, speaks of a lot of endurance. She basically said that she endured some things and was settling herself to simply last all the way to the last. And endurance is that quality of life we all must have and we all must keep. In the day and hour, when where marriage has been assaulted, perverted, and redefined, it has still remained one of the events that will last until the very end of the end. And regardless of all the perils and trials of life we will encounter, he that endures to the end will be saved. And so for me, amen, you might have a different idea. You can take that down. You may have your own, uh, what keeps your relationships going, what keeps you strong, what keeps things vibrant, what preserves your relationships or whatever the case may be, I can, can, I, can I tell you? Endurance. Not in it for a minute, not a 50-yard dash, but Isaiah and Thomasina, this is it. There's nothing else. No other options, no plan Bs, this is it. And if you go into it knowing that this is it, it will be it. No, 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 no prenups here. None of that, you know, well, just in case, forget that. If you think like that as a Christian with the Heavenly Father, you're in trouble. It has to be a done deal. And you have to, you have to make up your mind it's going to be a done deal no matter what. Right? You can, you know, I know it might sound crazy right now, but you can, you know, we all can love. We can be mad, but we, can, we ain't going to stop loving. If anger makes you stop loving, you, you got you, you to work. You need to talk to the Lord about that. The Bible says be angry and sin not. But I'm just saying, you can be angry. There could be differences. There could be conflicts. But you're not going to stop loving. You're going to hang in there. Because I'm believing God, things are going to just work out. All things are going to work together for good. There's going to be some wonderful things there. I'm just, you know, selfish, I know, but I'm just thinking about grandkids. Let's be real. That's it. Just grandkids, and we're just moving it right along. Moving right along. I don't care what they do to y'all. I don't care how they get on your nerves and go up. I'm going to give them all the candy. I'm going to give them everything that you not. And I'm going to ask them, what, what can't you have? <laughs> what does your mom and dad not want you to do? Because I got a score or something. No, I'm just kidding. But I am so 
thankful today. Thank you so much for being here with my son and my daughter. So blessed and I'm so thankful for my son-in-law. I'm so thankful for my daughter-in-law, Hannah Hand. And I'm so thankful for Ty. Church, beloved friends, family, let's go. But let's not just think of it as us going. Let's think from now on, we're there. We're getting there. Amen? And much blessings, much power, much grace, much forgiveness. And let's just get there. Let's just get there and encourage these as well. You've been married for any length of time, amen? You know this to be true. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. And there may be some here that you're not yet married or whatever the case may be, or perhaps perhaps, oh, because of circumstances you're no longer married, whatever the case may be, keep it moving. Keep it moving. Amen. And let's go for God. Let's bow our heads this morning. This afternoon, I apologize. You're here this, this afternoon, and thank God for your presence and your participation. I really do count a privilege, my wife and I, to make it all the way here from Guyana, almost seamlessly and without problem, giving me the assurance that God is completely involved, and I'm so grateful for that. But this afternoon, amen, I just want to offer an invitation, as Pastor said, hey, this is a wedding, but this is also church, and it would be a disservice to me, and also it would be completely wrong not to invite people into a relationship with Christ as we witness the closest relationship that God has given us on this planet, on, in this life, but perhaps this, more, this afternoon you're not saved. You're not born again. The Bible says, except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. Other places, the Bible says, except a man have the heart of a child, humbles himself as a child, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Unless you are, unless there's all these, unless there's these, I know people say, oh, it's unconditional love. It is unconditional love, but entering into a relationship with God, there are things that you and I have to do. You must be born again. It's not optional. There are things that Isaiah is going to have to do to maintain a healthy marriage. There are things that Thomas Sr. will have to do to have a... They've entered in, and perhaps you here this morning, this afternoon, are not saved. You're not born again. Not asking you to join a church, amen, just simply wanting you to surrender your life to Christ. Because that is the ultimate relationship for sure, that is the one that must last. That is the one that must endure. And this morning, pray, this afternoon, forgive me. I just want to ask, with every head bowed and every eye closed, who here, you're not saved. You know there's loss. There's, there's, there's an emptiness. There's an absence. There's a... There's a hollowness to your life. There's, a, there's, there's an, a deep sense of being incomplete. 
wanting, unfulfilled, dissatisfied? Can I tell you the answer is Jesus. The answer is Jesus. Hands down, no other. No other name under heaven given unto men by which you can be saved. No one who loves you more than Jesus. No one who can do what no one else, no one else can do what he can do. What only he can do, he made you. And this morning, that's what he wants to do is save you because if you're not saved, that's all he wants to do. Well, I got habits, I got issues, I got problems. I've, you know, I got, I've been in church before. All those different things. Oh, yes, he's knocking at your door right now. He's saying, hey, this is it. This is the time. Now is the acceptable time. Today is the day of salvation. Don't hesitate. Don't let, don't let this opportunity pass you by to surrender to the King of kings and Lord of glory, the maker of the heavens and earth, the one who made you, the one who made your heart. The one who made your heart knows what you need most. And he wants to change you. He wants to satisfy. He wants to fulfill. He wants to forgive. He wants to heal. He wants to cleanse. He wants to make new. He wants to restore. He simply wants to help. This morning, you're not saved, but you want to be. Lord, I want to, I want to surrender my life to you right now. I want to join in this covenant relationship, just as I've witnessed right here, Isaiah and Thomasina, a covenant relationship, the beginning all the way to the end. I want to enter in a relationship with you. If that's you here this morning, amen, and you're not saved, not been born again, but you want to do that this morning, with an uplifted hand, you say, that's me, would you pray for me? I'm not asking anyone to join the church. I'm just simply saying, would you surrender your life to Christ? Anyone at all, lift it up. Don't, put, don't hesitate. Don't wonder what anybody else is thinking. I guarantee you, Isaiah's not thinking about any other woman but her. So you don't need to be thinking about anybody else. You don't need to be worried about anybody else. Not saved. Lift up your hand and say, that's me. Not right with God. Lift it up. Backslidden, away from God. At one time, you were saved. You gave your life to Christ. There was a relationship. You knew that. You understood that. You felt peace. You felt assurance. You had the hope of eternal life. But that's not mo no longer the case. You've turned your back. You've walked away. You've separated yourself from Christ. He doesn't separate himself from you. You've separated yourself from him. But he's so good. He's so loving that he'll take you back. Is anyone here? You come back to Christ. Lift up your hand. Lift it up. Don't hesitate. God sees that hand. Anybody else? Anybody else? Lift it up. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be ashamed. Hallelujah. Praise God. Then we want to just make a general call. Jesus loves you. Amen. And he's given us a living illustration through this wedding this morning of his plans, purposes, and pleasure. He's showing you now. And so church, if you love God, be it endure, endure. Lasting love, not fleeting, not whimsical, lasting. Praise God. We're going to open these altars right now, give folks an opportunity to pray. That's what we do. 
You can come, you lift it up your hand, just come. 